There's no easy way of saying this, but most client testimonials I see on websites and on social media, well, they just make me feel so frustrated because I feel like the business is missing out on an opportunity for want of a better way of putting it to get their ideal clients over the line. Hi, it's Janet Murray here. I'm the host of the Courageous CEO podcast and also the creator of the Courageous CEO Strategic Business Planner and Resource Kit which contains tried and tested strategy and resources to grow your business. Now, I said I'd drop a few bonus episodes for you in this season. And this one is actually one of the sessions from my Courageous CEO Thought Leadership Training. And that's one of the three bonuses available with pre-orders of my 2024 Courageous CEO Strategic Business Planner and Resource Kit. I truly believe that thought leadership content is the key to building a connection with your audience online, but it isn't just about your social media and your marketing content. If you want to build authority and you want to attract your ideal clients consistently, it needs to be baked into everything you do, including your testimonials. In this session, I share how to create testimonials that demonstrate thought leadership and actually get you the results you need. So first off, it can be helpful to look at testimonials through a leadership lens, a thought leadership lens, and really look at how you can use them to provide that authoritative evidence that we've talked about in this training. And thought leaders aren't generally interested in just getting an ego rub. And even if they are, well, they understand that this isn't what will engage their audience and lead to sales if that's what their objective is. Crucially, I think they understand that this is what their ideal clients need from them. They need evidence that other people feel the same way as they do. They need proof that it's possible to achieve their desired outcomes. They need reassurance about their fears and worries. In other words, they need relatable stories from people who felt exactly like they do right now and had the same kind of worries and doubts as they have now, but were still able to achieve their desired outcome. Now, if you've done that foundational work of understanding and documenting your ideal client's desired outcomes, you're actually halfway there with these testimonials. Testimonials that don't demonstrate thought leadership typically contain bland copy that talks about finding clarity, gaining confidence and feeling ready to take action rather than actually doing the thing. And this is really important to rectify if you're offering coaching, consulting or training, because who wants to promote the fact that they help people to get ready? for the transformation they want rather than actually achieve it. So to put this into context, would you hire a personal trainer whose testimonials suggested they could help you get ready to feel stronger, fitter and lose weight if that's what you were after? Would you pay someone to help you get ready to learn the piano? Would you pay someone to help you get ready to make more sales? Of course not. You'd pay for the desired outcome or at least the vision of that. In your sales copy, it's really important to focus on your client's desired outcomes rather than the features of your products and services. And in testimonials, it's just the same. You need to provide authoritative evidence that you've helped other people get back into their pre-pregnancy dreams or taken someone from not being able to play a note on the piano to playing Let It Be by the Beatles or Claire de Lune or whatever their aim is. Or you've helped someone double their income through your sales strategies or take a day off every week to spend with their family. And you need to be able to demonstrate that you can help them with that because you've done it for other people which is not the same as giving a a guarantee, what you're doing is you're demonstrating that you've been able to provide that kind of transformation for other people. So getting testimonials can't just be something you do as an afterthought when you wrap up a project or a piece of work with someone. You actually need a strategy and you need one that's aligned with the products and services you sell. 
And also the clients that you need to attract six, nine, or even 12 months down the line. And if you've done that foundational thought leadership work, you'll now know who they are, or certainly you'll be starting to get a better picture of it. And to get really effective testimonials from people, you need to understand three key things. So number one, how your ideal clients feel before and after they start working with you. You need to understand the most common problems your ideal clients are looking to solve. And that's where looking at your offer is important because if you're offering too many products or services, then you also have too many potential design outcomes as well. And the third thing you need to understand is the common fears your clients have about working with you or investing in your service or product. And this means going much deeper than you probably are right now with testimonial conversations, investing more time on on getting them right, and actually to stop being so embarrassed about asking. (laughs) And actually testimonials can be something that people really delay on and not for the reasons that you think. So you email them, they're really happy with what you've done and how you've worked together and say, yeah, of course I give you a testimonial. And then that testimonial doesn't come and then you send them a little nudge and it still doesn't come. And then and you start thinking, oh God, maybe they don't like me. <laughs> maybe they, they were just, you know, trying to be polite when they said that I'd done really well for them. Actually, what's usually going on is that they're busy, they don't know where to start, they don't know what to write and that's where templates come in. And I have added some of my testimonial templates in the resources that go alongside this training. Something that I also do is I do wrap-up calls with people and I try and write the testimonial with them if I can on the wrap-up call because then I don't even have to wait for them to get back to me. I can just ask them some questions on the call using my template or do it with them on the screen and then just send it to them once I've given it a bit of an edit and uh, get them to approve it and uh, everybody's happy. Also, getting great testimonials starts way before you finish working with a client. It actually starts before you start working with them. It starts with how you design your services in the first place. So a well-designed coaching or consultancy offer will naturally allow you to get tangible, measurable results that clearly demonstrate the impact and the evidence that your work has impact. And it provides that proof that you can deliver the results your ideal clients desire because, as we've said before, you've done that before. However, if you're offering fluffy services that promise to give people clarity, confidence, or get them ready to do something, then you're also going to get fluffy feedback. And even your clients may not be able to articulate how your services have benefited them, even if it clearly has. And it's really not just about testimonials either. Not being clear on this stuff will also impact on your sales, almost certainly. Because if you're not clear on the transformation you can offer and what that might be worth to a prospective client, and you can't articulate that in your sales copy, in your sales calls, in your proposal or pitch decks. How do you expect potential clients to be able to make a business case to themselves to invest in your product or service in the first place? Finally, an effective testimonial strategy isn't just about getting better quality testimonials and having a system to collect them. It's also actually about having the right mix of testimonials and having a range of testimonials so you can swap them in and out for different purposes. I think that this is somewhere where my journalistic background comes in. Because I used to write in-depth feature articles and and when I was looking for interviewees or case studies, they had to be right for the story. And I had to really think about every aspect of that and, and how everything would be received, even subconsciously. So for example, if I was working on a story about a project to encourage more women from ethnic minorities to become head teachers, what message would it have sent if I'd interviewed a load of white males for that article? And one of my most heart-stopping editing moments was editing a supplement about apprenticeships. I think it was sponsored by some kind of NGO or government agency and actually waking up in the middle of the night panicking because I realised that this apprenticeship supplement, all the pictures were of young men and it really wasn't deliberate. 
And there are all sorts of challenges with photos. It can make it hard to get exactly what you need. And there's all sorts of people involved, but you still have to be aware of the message that that might send. So I do take a lot of time choosing testimonials. And I also think about how they'll be received. And actually, before I ask for testimonials, so for example, with my planner, I will actually almost treat it like I'm editing a magazine or something. So I'll be actually be thinking, well, what do I need? What are the messages that I need? And who can I think of who I already know has experienced that transformation? Or how can I ask for this feedback in a way that allows me to get those messages that I need to share, if that makes sense? So another (laughs) lesson from my journalism days was I had an editor who used to say to me, what we need them to say is, (laughs) and he used to say to me, you're really good at Uh, getting people to say this stuff, Janet. I don't know whether that's a a good or or a bad thing, but I really think about it when I'm getting testimonials for a product launch or something. I really think about what it is that I need and almost treat it like an editorial project. And the reason I do is because I think I really appreciate how they're not just something you bung on a sales page or put in a pitch or slide deck. I know how important it is for people to see themselves on my sales page or proposals or slide decks. For me, that's part of thought leadership. And it isn't just about fairly obvious things like gender or ethnicity. It's also about more subtle things like age, how people dress, how they wear their hair. So for example, when I used to run events in London, I used to start by thinking that I needed my ideal clients, ticket holders for that event to be able to picture themselves in that room with the people on my sales page, if you see what I mean. And I tend to attract quite a lot of creative types who've got quite an individual style, people who like vintage and like tend to wear quite bright stylish clothes and things. And I would really think about how to represent that in my sales copy. And also things like age too, because no one wants to look at a sales page for an event and think, oh God, I'm going to be the oldest or the youngest in the room or everybody else looks really creative and stylish and I feel really frumpy. But again, all of that starts before you even get to building that sales page because it's about your understanding of your clients' decide outcomes and their values. And if you understand that, if you know them, you'll already be there before you start building that sales page. Having a balance of stories is really important too. So if people read your stories and stories actually is what testimonials are, if they read them and nothing resonates with them, if they can't relate to any of the comments people share about how they felt before, during, after working with you, they won't buy. And yeah, that's also part of your strategy to repel people who you don't want to work with. But people will have different reasons for wanting to work with you and different outcomes they're looking for. So if all of your testimonials sound the same, then you're missing a trick. So if I'm putting together a set of testimonials, I'll be looking to have one that demonstrates making more money, one that demonstrates saving money, one that demonstrates having more time back in your week or making time to do something else or whatever. I'll be thinking about the messages that I want to share and making sure there's a range so that my ideal clients, there's something there that will resonate with all of them. Now, as you've probably guessed, I feel really impassioned about this topic because gathering authoritative evidence for me isn't just an add-on or an afterthought. It's something that needs to be baked into your business strategy, but also your thought leadership strategy. And we've covered a lot of ground now. (laughs) I hope that this is really starting to help you uncover your inner thought leader and how you can start to express that in your content. But it is a process and don't feel that you have to have it all worked out right now. It is a, a process. It is a journey. So I hope you found this bonus episode useful. And if you did, you can get the whole of my thought leadership training, which includes tried and tested templates for client testimonials. So the ones I actually use for myself and my own business and also with clients. You'll also get templates for 
other types of thought leadership content, so blogs, newsletters, email lead magnets, opinion articles, white papers and reports and other key thought leadership content. That training is absolutely free with pre-orders of my 2024 Courageous CEO Strategic Business Planner and Resource Kit. And pre-order week is September 21st to 28th. And that's 2023 if you're listening in the future. My Courageous CEO Strategic Business Planner and Resource Kit includes a gorgeous A4 desk planner, and there's a digital version too, a 60-minute business strategy audio training, which includes templates and checklists to help you implement the systems and processes you need to grow your business, like checklists to help you generate consistent income in your business, and templates for writing sales proposals, running effective sales calls, email follow-ups, along with blogs, newsletters, social media posts, and key business processes like lead generation and sales, and also templates for things like onboarding new clients and even new team members. These tried and tested resources have helped my clients save time and make more money in their business. For example, professional organizer Victoria Bantz generated 2,800 of new business using just one of the templates in my planner and resource kit. Then there's Rowena Wilding, a marketing consultant who used the planner and resources to reduce her working week to three days without reducing her business income. And then there's Zoe Willingham. She's a dog behaviorist who increased her business income, which was actually already at six figures, by 20% using the strategy and templates that come with my strategic business planner and resource kit. Order during pre-order week and you'll get my thought leadership strategy training worth £147 absolutely free, along with a first edition of my new Courageous CEO book. There is a link in the show notes that go alongside this episode for my Courageous CEO Strategic Business Planner and Resource Kit. If you miss out on pre-order week, you may still be able to order a copy of the Planner and Resource Kit, but do be aware that for 2024, the sales period will be much shorter than in previous years, so do hurry if you're keen. If you do miss out, if you're listening to this in the future, well, you'll still be able to add yourself to the waitlist for next year. We always offer a generous discount bonus during pre-order week. So it's well worth getting your name on the list so you don't miss out. Mm-hmm.